Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Monday, June 27th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Surprise! The House January 6th committee just announced an unscheduled public hearing for tomorrow afternoon. The panel says it has recently obtained evidence and will hear witness testimony at the Tuesday session, set for 1 p.m. Eastern. Get your popcorn ready and remember that the refresh will update throughout tomorrow afternoon with any big bombshells. Let the legal battles begin. A judge in Louisiana has temporarily blocked the state's trigger abortion ban. The law immediately came into effect after SCOTUS overturned federal abortion rights. But an abortion provider has sued the state, which is led by Republicans, claiming the ban is too vague. The judge set a hearing for July 8th. Louisiana is one of 13 states with anti-abortion trigger laws. The Supreme Court has sided with a high school football coach who was forced to stop praying on the field after games. The 6-3 ruling by the court's conservative justices means at least some forms of individual prayer are now allowed in public schools. The case dates back to 2015, when Joseph Kennedy, a coach in Washington state, sued his school district for interfering with his free exercise of religion rights under the First Amendment. At least 22 people are dead after attending a party at a tavern in South Africa on Sunday. The youngest was 13, and four more are still in critical condition. Authorities are still investigating their causes of death, though they initially considered a stampede. The Daily Dispatch in South Africa reported many of the bodies had no, quote, obvious signs of injury. The Colorado Avalanche beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1 on Sunday night to become Stanley Cup champs for the first time in two decades. In a moment of over-celebration, one Avalanche player fell on the ice while carrying the massive cup trophy to take a team photo. I don't even know if they had it five minutes and there's a dent at the bottom already. That's the NHL's Philip Pritchard, the official keeper of the cup. He said he'll have a little chat with them. Soon and uh, we'll go through the process of how we're going to prepare it, but this is the first time it's ever happened on the ice. For years, surveys have shown that a majority of people in the U.S. support the right to an abortion, at least in some cases. And a new poll conducted right after Friday's decision overturning Roe v. Wade shows, you guessed it, that is still the case. NPR, PBS, and Marist polled over 900 people and found that while most Republicans support the decision, 56% of total respondents disagree and believe it was politically motivated. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we talk to Adam Rogers about what is happening in Silicon Valley right now, where tech workers are questioning their life choices now that the industry is imploding around them. The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Envoy, Tandem, and Miro. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx, working for everyone. Shall we play a game once more? 
that was the first post in nearly 18 months by the anonymous somebody who goes by Q, as in QAnon. The far-right disinformation purveyor followed that initial post on Friday with a couple others asking followers if they're ready to serve their country again and to, quote, remember your oath. But not surprisingly, in the conspiracy theory community, some followers don't believe this Q is the real Q. As a public service, we remind you, only believe fake news from authenticated liars. Brittany Griner's trial finally has a scheduled start date. Her case will be heard on Friday in Russia, according to the AP. This trial is a long time coming. The WNBA star has been detained since February after she was allegedly caught with cannabis vape cartridges at a Moscow airport. Russia's conviction rate for these crimes is 99%, and she's facing 10 years in a Russian prison. Supporters hope a prisoner exchange with Russia might bring her home. Some women in Texas are turning to permanent sterilization as the state prepares to ban all abortions from the moment of conception, even in cases of incest and rape. A health clinic in Austin says it received over 100 requests over the weekend from patients who want to get their tubes dyed, which is a sterilization process that's not reversible. The OBGYN who runs the clinic tells Insider people are scared, anxious and nervous. I wanted to dedicate this next song to the five members of the Supreme Court who have showed us that at the end of the day, they truly don't give a shit about freedom. That was Olivia Rodrigo's message to the Supreme Court at the UK's Glastonbury Festival over the weekend. She and Lily Allen sang Allen's hit song, You. They were just two of many, many stars who spoke out against Friday's ruling on abortion, including Kendrick Lamar, Billie Eilish, and Megan Thee Stallion. So the market is having a rough time, and so is Silicon Valley. As such, there's a growing divide among engineers, and it's all playing out on a social network called Blind, where people in tech can find jobs, get advice, and vent. Adam Rogers, a tech correspondent at Insider, and one of our regular contributors, spent multiple weeks using the app to get the lowdown on what is going on. So Adam, talk to me about Blind. How does it work, and why is this app so popular among Silicon Valley types? Well, it started out as kind of a uh, back channel gossip, you know, chat function. In that sense, it's really just multiple chat rooms and topics like any other social network. But the key distinction is that people who use it are all but anonymous. What I mean by that is you're identified only by the company for which you work, which sounds pretty dystopian, but I can actually top that because while that's the thing that's enforced by Blind itself, also once you're on the network, when you post something, you are expected by cultural fiat to also say what your total compensation is. And if you don't, then the first comment you are likely to receive is TC or GTFO. Total compensation or get the F out. That's the one. So basically, you are identified by where you work, how much you make, and how long you've been doing it. You say that you spent a few weeks on Blind. So what is the vibe in the industry like right now? 
Yeah. What must it be like to work for an industry in total economic freefall where you don't know what's going to happen next and aren't sure you're doing something that really is worthwhile anymore? What must that feel like, Dave? What Are you talking about tech or journalism? <laughs> Which am I talking about? Uh, sorry, I don't mean to um, br- bring my own existential crises onto the show. I, 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 I guess what I... <laughs> You know, Blind is a very good social network to be on if you want to hear the immediate rumor for like, oh, this company is now frozen offers, you know, new job mm-hmm. offers. This company had just announced layoffs. This company just called, you know, a surprise all hands. But now it was like, oh, my God, you know, people's total compensation packages were getting smaller. They were asking whether they should actually buy a house because, of course, their personal valuation was getting smaller because they didn't have cash. They had stock options, but those stock options were Mm. worth less. And these are things that if you've been around Silicon Valley or tech as a business for a long time, you know, that's happened before, but it was at scary moments. It was tech busts. That's what this started to look like. And people were, you know, ranging from concern to outright panic. If you've never seen one before, you're like, oh, oh, this thing I was going to dedicate my life to and this thing for which I now make a six-figure salary, it looks like it's falling apart. Right. And the backdrop here is this kind of two-sided battle over the pursuit of happiness, which you write about. So you talk about how on the one side you have optimizers and the other side you have balancers. So optimizers, balancers, can you just break this down for me, Adam? What are these two camps all about? So in my construction here, an optimizer is someone who will time their day to the moment and calculate all of their metabolic intakes and really, really like dial in all of the stats of your day to make yourself the most productive and the most likely to eventually start a business and get a unicorn valuation and have the kind of successful life. And then kind of on the other side of that are the people in that world who I was describing as balancers who are interested in the abbreviation on blind is WLB, work-life balance. Like, How do you have a job that you're happy with, but also feel like you have a social life, maybe have a romantic partner? feel like that you're getting enough exercise, but not, you know, really like programmatically getting the exact right amount of exercise to live forever or something. And those are kind of two, they're not always diametrically opposed, but they are sort of looking for different things out of life. And both sides tend to think the other side has it wrong, Mm. you know, really. But, But what I was seeing on Blind in the last few weeks kind of flipped that on its head. So what is actually different? It seems like nobody is happy. Why is that? They really seem like in the face of what looked like imminent collapse, if not some real chaos in that whole business. The the optimizers were sort of feeling like maybe it wasn't worth it, you know, and that they should have gone for work-life balance instead, that like you could actually have more money than they were making and more happiness outside tech altogether. And the balancers were kind of feeling like, well, maybe they weren't living up to their potential, you know, and they were feeling like maybe they'd messed that up. So there's a lot of guilt on both sides, which is really a bummer, but it really was kind of upsetting to me to see like, I'm 30 and just not happy, not happy with the choices, not happy with the prospects, not happy with the future. No matter what those choices had been, they were all expressing it. So Adam, what is the big takeaway here? Like what should people know about Silicon Valley types at this particular point in time? What it looked like to me was a real kind of reevaluation, a reckoning of the of what it looked like to have a job in Silicon Valley and Silicon Valley adjacent businesses. Maybe that's not the lifestyle anymore. And so the contraction, the bust, if it turns into that, if that makes kind of the workers of the Valley unite and rethink what it means to work there, that's that's maybe a good thing, but it certainly comes with some psychological, some mental health pain in the process. Adam, thank you for chatting with me as always. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
Adam Rogers writes about technology and culture for Insider. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon. Thank you.